This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, it's Wednesday, no it's not, it's Thursday, it's Thursday the 15th of September 2022. And this show, give our thoughts on the uh, last night's lacklustre capitulation in South Yorkshire as a very out of sorts, what thought were well beaten against the Millers. And I'm John Aspinall and this is the Seaside's podcast, the Match Action Show, Rotherham Reality 3, Blackpool Mill. Ready, change the world, Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Seasons Podcast. As Peter Dixon just said, evening all this should be fun. <laughs> Certainly should, Peter. Um, Tim, if you like being miserable and depressed, what a fantastic way to relive yesterday on the Seasons <laughs> Podcast live on a Thursday at 9pm. I, I like to think of myself as a positive individual, and uh, all I can say is I had about three requests to travel across to Rotherham yesterday, and I was that close to going, and it, and it hadn't been for the fact that I'd committed doing the pod last night that you then binned, um, I'd have gone. So thank you, John, for, uh, for uh, telling me I was going to do a pod last night. <laughs> I didn't go. So whilst I was depressed, I didn't have the, and I believe Sean had a four-hour journey home because the motorway was shut. I didn't have a four-hour motorway journey home to dwell on uh, on what I'd been watching. So you owe me one then? I owe you one. Here to help. Um, none of us actually, what, did Matt, Matt, I'm assuming you didn't go. Something no, I correct. Ha- I have none of our popular journey stories to relate to you, John, I'm afraid, because I didn't go. He was meant to be on the pod that you organised as well, which is probably why you didn't go, wasn't it, as well, Matt? Uh, no, I, well, I, I was sulking because I couldn't go because of work, but uh, I'll blame John if that helps. Leanne, I guess you didn't either. No, I have a child and a job. Um, mm. No, It's a good enough excuse, isn't it? I but, did watch it with anticipation. <laughs> it's a, Rotherham's away has always been a bit of a, 
I was just thinking this at yesterday's game. It's always been a bit of a bogey side. So I can't really remember us winning there ever, old ground or new ground. I've, I've hated Rotherham since. Do you remember when Sean Gota played for them? Yep. Yeah, I remember you watching it. a game in whatever year it would be. I don't know what Maybe year. Nineties, ninety-six or something. And Gota just seemed to like push our defense over and score repeatedly. And I feel like that is just the game. That's just Rotherham. Like that's just what they do. They, they're always bigger than us. You always think, oh, it's Rotherham. We should beat them. It's only Rotherham. And then you get there, and they're all about six foot five. And they, they seem to have a, one more player than you. And at some point, we fall over and they score. <laughs> Tim, Tim, even in that, in the fourth division, when we were pushing with Billy Ayr, we had a big game against them um, in the, the old stadium. We were packed with Blackpool fans. It's always one of those games in the late 80s, early 90s. S- where, Sam Allard- was it Sam Allardyce? No, wasn't it? You're not no it was the Billy Ayr one I'm talking about when right. Briggsy got sent off for... Uh, Heading one of their players off the ball, or I think he got sent off something. But how do you remember? We've always, that? Do you remember? Um, we went there with a lot of anticipation and just didn't turn up, yeah. as was I, always the case. We, we, the, Rotherham were one of the teams as well in 1996 when we had when we were ten points clear of Oxford after we beat Swansea away, um, and the, the ridiculously early game that had to stuff about four o'clock in the morning to get to. We were pretty cack, but we won. And we were 10 points clear. Pretty much thought we were up. And uh, Rotherham was one of the easy games. We had three teams in the bottom four and we didn't beat any of them in the last three. Our last three home games were all in the bottom four. Couldn't believe it. And I think they beat us 2-1. So I, I, I am. I think I seem to have vague memories of going to um, uh, their ground and the old ground and winning 2-0 once. But it, it's... I don't know whether I'm just dreaming that, just to try and make me feel better, because I can't remember many wins at all. Quite depressing that your dreams are about away days at Rotherham. <laughs> Where's the cinema I go for? I think they pre- I think they did say something last night when I was watching about that, like it's been ages since we won. I can't remember the year. I want to say 2007. Did you say something like we'd lost eight and drawn three out the last 11 games? It was, we've not beaten them there for years. Because I was really shocked at that. Because mm. I've always assumed they're quite a rubbish team, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Um, it's just the name Rotherham. You just think shit, yeah. don't you? you yeah. Like, I put in what Leanne said. That I put in the chat. Like as soon as I saw the team, I put in the chat. Oh, why are we going defensive? You know, it's why why are we going defensive? It's Rotherham. You know, for God's sake, it's Rotherham. Get at them. Why why are we scared of Rotherham? Yeah. And then when you stop and think about it. There's perfectly good reason to be scared of Rotherham because they always do us. I agree with you, though, Matt. What you just said before, it always seems like they've got... Last night, I said to Paul watching, I was like, why does it look like they've got 20-odd players on the pitch? And it it seemed like they had... Obviously, they didn't, but they were everywhere. Mm. I'd forgotten that Tilt had left. He's got Wigan, hasn't he? But all of their players were basically Curtis Tilt. Like... We ran around quite quickly and were quite angular and quite like sharp elbowed and and sort of very athletic. They, they were all sort of cut from exactly the same cloth, apart from that lad they had who sat in front of the back who was quite good at passing. And everybody else just looked about six foot four. Well, Upton said in his yeah. pre-match presser 
they're a very physical physical team and we need to be set up to do to deal with them. But didn't really heed that, did he? Mm, well, I think, I think we're, not, we're not talking with the benefit of hindsight either. Um, I think, you know, I think my first comment when I saw the team in the podcast chat was that's too defensive. And, and you know, we, we, it was needs must at, um, at Huddersfield because of the lack of personnel. But, you know, we had players back and we had new players in. And, I, and you know, and, and, and Sean has said, and to a certain degree, it looked like this was the position that, that Appleton would always play 4-3-3. And yet, you, you, I don't want it to turn into a... Uh, you know, sort of pointing to figure at one player too much, but it, it almost seems like we're, tra- we're creating a team around Reese Williams to make sure we can play him whilst not dropping Jordan Thornley because he played so well at Huddersfield. And I, I just don't get it. Anyway, we'll come back I suppose, to that. I suppose on that, I mean, I put on after the sort of bloodletting on Twitter, I did think that on one on one level, what we moaned about, like every time we lost last year, it was the fault of tinkering, you know, because we'd, 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 we'd play a game and then Critchley in his infinite wisdom had changed three players around and we'd all go, what the fuck's he doing? Why is he changing the team? You don't change your winning team. So I can sort of understand the way we started it in that sense. It's not yeah. the team that I would have picked, but I'm Kevin Keegan, so I'd always pick like I'd always pick all the attacking players, and we'd always lose every game five three. I'd be rubbish at it, but I, it's not the team I would have picked. But I can kind of understand them going right. Okay, this lot ground a result out against Huddersfield. This lot have done it. They don't deserve to be dropped just because some other players have come back from injury. I'm going to stick with them, and that sort of solid like classical football manager logic, isn't it? That you, you keep the shirt until you lose the shirt. But but it, it's more what happened later when he didn't change it that annoyed me rather than the fact mm. that he tried the same team again. Because I can kind of, I don't agree with it, but I can kind of rationalise it, if that makes sense. I mean, the, the lineup was Grimshaw, Gabriel, Ekpateta, Williams, Thornley, Thompson, Conley, Dougal, Perveda, Yates and... Corbinu, Leanne, if you look at the, the subs bench, the attacking threat that we've got there, Carey, Lavery, Hamilton, Wright and Patino. Right. It, it was a strange yeah. lineup, wasn't it? It was. Um every time I look at the lineup, at the moment I'm not a big Williams fan. And someone's just asked, Do we have to play him? I feel like we do because it, sure, I mean he's I don't want to slag the guy off. He's a kid, isn't he? But he's not good. And I feel like egg potato last night was have, like, he was doing the role of two defenders. I mean, he proper. I've not been complimentary of him so far this season because I don't feel I've, I agreed he was missing Keo. He's not been as confident. Last night, pulled it out of the bag. He played so, so well last night. Um, Williams, pfft, nope. Thornley, I'm glad he's playing. Well, he joined, he joined Swansea. He joined Swansea last year, Leon, and he, and, uh, and I think he started some of the early, early games. He played five games and they never played him again. Who's that, Williams? Yeah, it's at Swansea, and he went and they sent him back in January. Is that right, Tim? Oh, that's mm. interesting. I didn't know that. Let's let's have send him back then, because personally, not not nothing to do with him being a knobber. He's he's just not fitting into this team. No, um, I'm glad Thornley's getting a chance. Finally, he makes he makes Ekpatetta worse, doesn't he? Yes, and that's why I feel like last last night he proper stepped it up a gear, and. 
he played well at Patea and I felt the pressure was on him. But last night, the passing back to Grimmy was doing my head in. I mean, they do it quite a lot anyway. But last night, they put they really put him under pressure a couple of times, passing back to him. Um, all defenders, not just, I'm not just picking on Williams there, they all did it. And I just thought, what are they doing? Get it forward. Yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel was guilty of that as well. They all did Gabriel, it. Gabriel had quite a poor game as well, I thought. No, see, I think he was all right because he made a few good tackles. This is what I mean. I don't think Dougal had a bad game for yeah. <laughs> once. And I logged on Twitter, like I said earlier, and everybody was like, Dougal, Dougal, Dougal. But, um, no, Gabriel, I feel like, was all right last night because him and the guy he was with, they were proper, they, they made some good challenges on each other and I feel like he did all right. Mm. Uh, Mitch, over to you. Michael Preston said, um, husband must be fuming. He's the only po- partner to partner Marv. And people say husband's not a centre-half, but I think, he's a, I think he's a decent centre-half option and I think he's a better option than Williams technically in his whole game and he also adds that reassurance and experience at the back that Epiteta needs clearly needs which will make him a better player as well well Jimbo's a better left back than he is a centre half but that doesn't mean he's not a better centre half than Williams I would agree with that Um, I think husband is also a, a much more experienced footballer who um knows what you know, sort of knows what to do with the ball. I believed that we were getting Williams to play the ball out from the back, but I'm not seeing any evidence of that. You know, quite apart from his his defensive uncertainty, I think what was the phrase Joe used to to explain him the other week? His his tentativeness. Um, he doesn't really. I've not noticed any particularly you know, ball playing qualities over and above anything we have and, and, and actually probably less than anything than anything we have. So whilst, whilst, I mean, I'd, I'd partner Marvin with Thornley ahead of, ahead of hubby. If, if we're not going to partner him with Thornley, you know, I'd go uh, Thornley, hubby, Williams in that order in terms of partnering Marv. The thing about Williams is he just looks like his head is not right. I don't think he's technically bad. He he just he looks like he looks like Marvin did before Marvin was good. He looks like he doesn't know what he's what he's wants to do. And there was a point last night where I watched him where all night he'd been doing those little powder puff touches he does. Like he's like he's sort of trying to play that kind of I don't know what I'll call academy football, you know, like get the ball, don't lose possession, sort of do something clever with it. And then there was this, there was this moment, I think it was when we were one nil down in the second half, there was this moment where he stepped out and I thought, oh, he's going to win this header. And three players in front of him all spread in front of him. And I thought, oh, we've, we're on, you know, when you just get that moment, you think we're on here. And he just absolutely ballooned this massive header over everybody and through to the keeper. And it was just, it was like, it was completely the wrong choice. He just seems to do the, 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 the wrong, the right thing at the wrong time. Like, I just don't think he's mentally ready to play this level of football. And I think it's, to me, it's counterproductive to his development to be putting him out there. He just looks 
shot. He looked, you know, it's a bit like when Tyrese John Jules just was so kind of stuck. Do you remember away at Forest where Tyrese John Jules had an absolute nightmare? And there was one point where he just stood on the touchline, looking like it was all going too quickly for him, and everyone was screaming at him, and the rest of the players were kind of looking like, like what are you doing? Like play football, and it just looked like. Have you ever been at school when you've ended up playing, like when you were in year eight and you ended up playing with year 11 and it was just too fast for you? That's what I feel like with Williams, you know? I think he'll probably be a good player one day, but I'm, I don't want us to waste our season developing him for somebody else because I can't see how he's going to be a good player soon enough to be worth the investment for us. If he was our player, maybe, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you also Jim, think, Jim, do you also you think as well that he's some of these players, and you've mentioned... Uh, John uh, uh, Jules and you've and we've talked about Reese. Do you think some of them get too much too early and and maybe don't quite have the hunger? I, I, some of the t- some of the times last night, I, I thought like he just was going through the motions. Uh, not nonchalant, really... I think Tim's the nonchalant word. is a good word, John. I'll give you that one. Laxadaisicals uh, and other. I'll I'll go for another. I talked about this on AVFTT with somebody where I, I think it's easy to say the player doesn't want it or they're not hungry, but I think those players are brought up in a in a in a very technical academy system where kind of it's not particularly about results. It's about sort of the way you play and following the coach's instructions and fitting into the style and and all of that kind of thing. And then they suddenly get thrust into this kind of football that is, it's about completely different things. It's about winning at all costs. And I, and I feel like maybe he's not hungry, but I look at him and I just think he just looks lost. He looks like he's he's out of his depth. He looks like he's he's in the wrong. I mean, you might be right, Tim. He might, he might not be asked. But he just looks lost, and I mean, you know, look, the, I, the, the one that stood out to me, you know, uh, we know we had because we actually started. I know we're not really going to spend too much time talking about the actual game for obvious reasons, but we started quite well. And we had a couple of chances, and then they had that chance where their player came in at the back post, and and to be honest, should have scored. Um, he was like, but I looked at Williams and I thought, you haven't even bloody tried. He closed that off. Yeah, that was fair enough. Yeah. That point, and, yeah. and, that, and that's where I think you know. I don't know how much money he gets paid a week, but it'd be a downside more than our lot. And I just wonder whether he, I do wonder whether they get the, some of these Premier League players who actually get the contracts get too much too quick, and they think they're better than they are, and they think they can stroll through a game. And I the reality is, in the championship, you can't. No, I agree. I think personally, I think he's slowing a lot of goals this season so far. He's been next to whoever's scored, I've noticed, half-heartedly like trying to defend. And I just think, crap, him and Dougal need to go to League One. Take Maxwell. I was about to call you as my star witness for the defence on the basis of <laughs> oh, your oh, opening oh, salvos oh, about Dougal. He needs to go to League One. Uh, Nick uh, Freshness just said Casey is better than Williams. Um, from the very brief appearances we did see him, that's a fair point. I thought Casey looked shaky. To be fair, I thought he, I thought Casey had more about him as a ball playing centre off, but I thought defensively looked a bit shaky. I, I feel there's a bit of a sense of when a player is out on loan or not in the team, they you know they always become a really great player. But I was never entirely convinced by Casey's um, uh, what's the word. Um, Casey, 
solidity, I think is the word I'm looking for. But I did, uh, what I would say is I thought Casey looked a far better ball playing centre half than Williams because I was expecting some kind of like classy, you know, classy Liverpool style ball player, but I'm not seeing well, that at all. Let's, let's compare. He's no Alan Hansen, is he? Well, let's, no. let's compare Dan Ballard. Another knobber. Well, <laughs> Dan Ballard to Reese Williams. Well, there's no competition there, is there? Let's be honest. Ballard was frigging outstanding. He wanted to win. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a born winner. Ballard. He, yeah, I think. Yeah, to, I agree with everything that Matt and Tim Dougal's defence counsel just said. To me, Williams. Now nah, he's he needs to go. He's got to go in the bin. He's got to go yeah. in the bin. So I saw something on the chat. I don't know where it's gone now. Sorry, but I saw something. Gabriel, hubby. Marv and Thornley yeah. at the back four, okay. and I'd, I'd be up for that. Mm. I don't know where well, with, 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 yeah, with Hobby, with Hobby, I've liked, I've liked. Thompson was wasn't great last night. I'd have, well, yeah, I've, I've liked Dom Thompson, and I've said before that I like him and I like his energy. But I, I I'm going to shoehorn the analogy I made in the chat. In the way I see the difference between husband and Thompson is Thompson is. It's commendable that he, he gets forward and it's commendable that he does what he does. And I, I think I think it was Tim said he was great against Huddersfield. And I agree, he was great against Huddersfield. Yeah. But he's just so unpredictable. He's sort of, he's herring off down the touchline and he's he's throwing himself around. And, and A whirling dervish, Matt. He is, absolutely. And I've, I've, said, I've always said that husband brings tempo to the side, that he's, he's very, very, very reliable in what he does. He, he he sort of play he moves for the team extremely well and the analogy I used was that if they were drummers husband would be like putting out kind of like quite a regular um quite insistent tempo whereas Thompson's kind of like a jazz drummer where you just don't know what he's going to do next and it's <laughs> and and I don't I don't for a moment want to bin off Thompson and, and sort of throw blame at Thompson. I think he's one of the players who's probably put the best shift in this season. But I think there's something about when you've got a, a defence that's clearly very shaky, having a fullback that's not necessarily the most predictable man on earth is is maybe a challenge. And when you've got Gabriel on the other side, who is also the same kind of figure that wants to be up and down the touchline and everywhere all at once, it makes it very hard to then drop into a three because... Because they're both doing it, so you 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 know if you're playing, I suppose with a five, you've got the three there. But if you're playing a four, then you 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 just you can't make that three at the back, and you're going to end up two on two. A lot. So maybe this is Apples' rationale for his sticking with his back three. Then, well, speaking you know, of threes, yeah. Tim, we've um, we've that's the third time we've conceded three goals as well. So Mitch's point is he's valid there, and I think maybe it's time for for Hubby to come in. Yeah, provide a bit of reassurance at left back. And I don't agree with Appleton getting grief either because that's just, you know, that annoyed me a bit. I do a bit because where we've where we've actually been very positive about his contribution this season is his willingness to make difficult decisions at a relatively early stage in the game, even though it might cause issues in the dressing room. And and those and that and those decisions have influenced the game, and we've got five subs now. And what we don't, what I can't understand, I think, what most people can't understand, is when it was clearly wasn't working, and it was obvious 
before half time it wasn't working. Why we don't change it at a half time or at the very least on the hour. And that's the bit that I struggle to comprehend. We'd be to why we let, why we'd We've been bigging him up about that, haven't we? We'd massively, him up massively. So I, agree. About- I do agree with that. I'm going to back Appleton because I like him and the football has been so much better to watch this season. So I am, I do agree with what you've just said, though. I feel like he should have made changes sooner. I mean, let, let's not be greedy. Yeah, we were bigging him up the other week saying, wow, he makes changes like so early. And, it, you know, he does. And he's bet- his football's better last night, apart from that, obviously. But... I just think he's going to make mistakes sometimes. I think that's part and parcel of being a manager. And last night obviously didn't work. But I don't just think it's about him. The team last night didn't look arsed. It reminded me of, someone said it on Twitter, like, I can't remember when we played this bad. I was like, yeah, Preston away. That was another night they didn't look arsed. And last night they didn't look arsed. Mm. I I think think that thing, though, I think that thing was the team ended up kind of like trapped by the, 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 crapness of the selection because it just doesn't work because there's no skill in midfield you know you've got five at the back and but there's no skill in midfield to get to sort of get through and feed the little lads up front so after 20 minutes you end up smacking it long but you've got no Gary Medine up front to win the ball so the ball just comes straight back so and, and repeat and after a certain amount of time you've then got a kind of real lack of of, of, and he said it in his in his post match, didn't he? About about a lack of character. You've got a lack of characters in the team to bang heads together, and eventually the heads go down. And I felt like that what they looked like was like defeated. They looked like, well, what do we do? You know, there was a kind of they do that they do that passing about at the back, and then they'd hoof it long, knowing full well that that dear little Jerry is not going to win that ball, and that the ball's going to be back there in thirty seconds, and then repeat all over again. Um, and and that was what was really odd is that it was crying out to try something different. And I I honestly was quite optimistic at half time in that I thought we'd kind of got away with only being one nil down. I thought, <laughs> well, it's going to be fine. He's just going to shift it round. We're going to get our, our, hey, our I thought he bollocked him. Yeah, I thought he bollocked him. Put Sorry. two skillful players on, and then we'd written to bits because they were just big lumps. And then suddenly they'd look like the big lumps they were, and would 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 slice through them and then we just came out more words <laughs> mm. um just a bit look at the screen guys um robert Wright just said um just want to bring the conversation back to hubby again uh, is marv really experienced enough to be a captain stroke leader um tim i've got a, a bit of a problem with marv as a captain i don't believe he's captain material and i think having that added responsibility takes away from his own game which he's great at but I, I just don't think he's a natural leader and I think this is another tick in the box to get Hubby, Hubby back in that starting 11 yeah it's, it's, it's a point well made that to be fair um, I mean I think Marv thrived last year with a very very experienced player next to him who was the effective captain of the team even though Marv might have worn the armband and 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 Marv could play his own game and know that he could rely on the person next to him. Now he's got to think about who's there, and he's got to. He should be. You know, you can as night follows day. You know, it would be Keo pull, uh, pulling up, pulling them out, keeping the line, keeping the shape, making sure that people are picked up, making sure that you know we spring the offside trap when we need to spring it. 
Um, and that's gone. And, you know, I don't listen. I, I don't think we could actually have stayed in the way of him going, to be fair. And I don't think that would have been an appropriate thing to do. But with not having replaced experience with experience, we've, I think we've created a double problem for ourselves and that we've put somebody in there who is inexperienced, who's learning the game, who's looking for guidance. But the person who he looks to for guidance really is a player who thrives on receiving that guidance himself. So um, I think we've, I think we've, you know, it's, it's like double jeopardy. You know, we just, we, we've multiplied the problem by getting rid of Keo and parachuting somebody in who, needs, who needs to be taught. And, and, I don't, and that Marv isn't, like John said, Marv isn't the person to do it. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's captain material. And I don't ever give a captain material. Into that. He's yeah. kind of been thrown into that position, hasn't he? And I agree with that, Tim, completely. I don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it very often. Well, oh, little Tim, there, there you go. <laughs> He's far better looking. Um, God, yeah, keep Tim up there. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go yeah, the square, I think so, he's yeah. been thrown into that position, hasn't he, a little bit. And he did all right last night. I just feel, yeah, I do think Hubby has got that sort of, what's the word? Um, take no shit, authority, authority. Yes. yes. So I feel like he would be better there with Marv to give him that push he needs as opposed, you know, what Keo probably did. Someone Dawn's just said that's that's another good point. Um uh Dan, sorry. Uh, I've always said Marv is a great player, but he's not a he's not a captain. Um someone else put about there it is. Um, Dor, Dan yeah, again, uh, can't drop Grimmy, but Maxwell is the only leader in a squad now. Keo has gone. That's that's another good point. Well, I think, I mean, look, I, I really like, I mean, I don't know Jimmy Osborne, but as a human being, from what I've seen of him in interviews and, and sort of bits of stuff, he just strikes me as somebody that I would respect because he seems to have a really good blend of a, a decent sense of humour and a smile on his face and, and a bit of fun about him. But at the same time, he looks really pissed off when we lose. And do you remember the pre-season? I think it was Leeds pre-season. He was on commentary with Chizzy on the stream. And every time we conceded, he sounded really annoyed. You know, he sounded really quite annoyed when we con- we conceded. And then he'd sort of he'd take a deep breath and he'd get on with it and he'd carry on, you know, answering <laughs> Chizzy's inane questions and stuff. And he'd, and he'd crack on and, and, and he sort of, that's the personality you need to lead a football team. You need somebody who is not going to be so super serious that he's going to be kind of like headbutting the goalpost every time you concede a goal because that that's not what you need but you need somebody that that is an absolutely a dedicated professional that's got the respect for 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 the way he works and and his work ethic um and someone who's going to kind of get the players up and you know go come on and 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 not just shout at them but kind of you know Encourage them. Yeah, that's the word I'm, I'm searching. You know who I'm would be a good captain? Hey, oh, go on. Our favourite. <laughs> well, it does. I'm, I'm He's trying. He's married with you. Yeah. No, I've been very no, well because no, I haven't. No, no, no. Oh, Tim. Him, but... You can't have your captain. Uh, listen, we won't say what, what he gets up to, but... Um, 
I've got, just going back, going back to uh, uh, going back. That's to, what he does off the pitch, as long as he performs yeah, on I know, it. I know, but I think I think cap, a captain of the football team's got a number of different responsibilities. I think he, I think he's got his role to play when he's there, and I think he, a little bit like Keown, a little bit like some of the other senior pros. I'm yeah, I'm hundred percent that he, he's the type who you just he'll he'll glare at people and they'll they'll realise that they've got to pull the socks up, so to speak. What about Connolly, Tim, as Alan Taylor's just well, said? Well, I, I see, I, I, I'm surprised about Connolly because I would have thought that, you know, he, he would have he, he would have stepped up a bit, but I don't get the impression on the pitch that he leads much, to be honest. I think he no, does his I own thing. Prefer. You'd have Dougal as captain, wouldn't you, Tim? No, I would, no, I would actually think... Dougal. I actually think the shout of Hubby's quite good. I, I, I did have yeah. the, the, the pleasure of sitting next to him at the uh, Player of the Season Awards and... Is is a, is a very engaging person to speak to, and I'm sure, um, you know, like like Matt said, he's funny, he's witty. But when you asked him any questions about things, I was asked him a few things about, um, you know, uh, about what it's like when the what it's like having all those Derby fans there, and he gives some very measured and sensible responses, which wasn't necessarily what I was expecting from him. Um, so, um, I, you know, he's, he's he's a very articulate footballer. Which is well, isn't isn't always the case, as we all know. No, One of my favourite. Cool. Sorry, go on, Liam. Sorry, I was just going to say he seemed cool. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> Got a cool One haircut of... as well. Oh, and it like his hair, Tim, just like he liked yours. I know. And um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, to be fair, Alali is. He's, he was. He, you know, he was dressed very. You know, he had his flat cap on and everything. And he, you know, he did look do you know like he did a Peter Blinders impression. Yeah. A bit like Sean Barker. He was a bit kind of out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. a brilliant call. Yeah. And he he was a good captain as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good shout, that. One of my favourite things on earth that I've ever um, seen in any medium is the group chat thing that they did with him, Gaz and Keo. And and Hubby was brilliant because he just, you know, Gaz was coming out with all sorts of his, you know, what if we're aliens and all this. And Hubby was just brilliant. He just sort of would sit back and just raise his eyebrow. His comic timing was absolutely superb in that. He'd like he played his role beautifully. And 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 in in like the shirt reveal thing, he like he was <laughs> up for it. And it's like his face on that is just one. How many people on Twitter have Hubby's face as the shirt yeah. box was open as the thing? And it's, again, it's, you know, have a bit of personality. And this is a team that doesn't, these, these were literally Appleton's words after the game. I can't remember if he said we had no personality or we had no character or something like that. And they've got sat on the bench. Hubby is probably the best character or personality at the club. And the other thing is, he's a player that you can drop him and you can bring him back. And he just... He, He'll do whatever. He doesn't have to. He's not a cat. He's not somebody you give the armband to and then go, oh, right, well, I've got to play him forever and ever and ever again. Or, you know, because he'll, his heart will break and he'll melt if you drop it. Takes it on the chin. He takes it on the chin and he just carries on and carries on, carries on and carries on. I, I, I love the guy. I always have done. I absolutely love the guy. When Larry played, when he was under Larry, and Larry sat with that stupid formation with like no, with just husband on one side and about mm-hmm. six players on the other, and he ended up playing two positions at once, and he just bombed up and down and got on with it and got on with it. An idiot shouted at him because they couldn't, they, they, you know, it was too hard to understand that he had two positions to play yeah. and the right back didn't. And he just got on with it and he never moaned, he never whinged, he never gave anything back. He's he's 
He's cracking. It's come a long way since South End away and those uh, rash sendings off that he's involved in. And um, I remember someone said he should never wear a tangerine shirt again. After yeah, that. I remember that. It's part it of his football education, that isn't it? You know, I, th- I think actually those sending off to probably make him think more about the way he's playing and his positioning and 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 his recovery runs and everything else that comes with it. I think probably when he got what was the one at home where he got sent off? I think that was probably the. The, the defining moment. I think he's been so much of a better player since. Just uh, Mitchell, remind me which game it was. It was the second of, there was two in the last. We lost, we lost it. We lost yeah. in the last two minutes where we conceded two goals. Well, he got sent off against Charlton quite early on, but he'd been sent off again before that because I can remember, I can remember writing in my blog something, something like about, you know, Oh, husband's playing, but haha! <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if he gets sent off? And then it was about two. It was about two or three minutes in. It was a ball over the top. There, now this is this is this is spectacular. This is Sean level recall. It was a ball over the top, and it was Omar Bogle going through the Charlton, and he just. It was about three minutes in, and he just did exactly the same wild scything challenge. That he'd been out, that he'd done two or three games before, and I can't remember who that was against. And it was literally like playing a replay of how he'd got sent off. And I thought, that's it now. He will never play for us again. That's the end. And that was a real shame because I liked him, but I thought, no, that's it. He's done. Critchley will never go back to him because he can't trust him. And it was Lincoln, the other one. Lincoln, the other yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was another, 4 3 against Lincoln, wasn't it? Another favourite. Hubby moment for me was at uh, Fleetwood away when he grappled with Big Armand. And uh, do you remember <laughs> Armand's picked him up after all? He's literally done a wrestling body slam on the floor. That was brilliant. Nangela got sent off, and Hubby was there just laughing at the Blackpool fans as he was getting a red card. <laughs> Then it, when he oh, played for us, it. when he played it, when he played for us at Fleetwood, he got into right. He, he was winding up Barton, wasn't he? Because Barton was going mental on the touchline at him, and Hobby was just like running along, <laughs> grinning like. <"Aha." laughs> and when he and when have you seen the video of when we score against Preston last season? And Hobby just walks past their fans and like flicks them some sort of gesture behind. Does he? Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant because he's so that. like. It's so sly. You just, you, nobody saw it at the ground, but somebody's got it on the phone. It might have been even on that that Big Fat Boo video or something, you know, like one of the Preston <laughs> fans' videos, but he's just got the cheekiest grin ever. Got that somewhere, haven't I? Big Fat Boo! That one. It may have been on that one. I think it might have been. I think it was on a, on a video taken from the away end or wayside, if you so to speak. Right, this... Uh... This is turning into the Jimmy Husband loving show, isn't it? We're, I know, Gary Medina will be jealous. Easy, Matt. Uh, let's <laughs> get back on track. Um, Tim, Rotherham 3, Blackpool 0. Back to the game. We played we really to... well. We played really well for three minutes right at the beginning. Yeah, we, we started like the proverbial house on fire, didn't we? I thought... I thought... I met me, me, me uh, lad had come in from work, my youngest lad, and he, he was knackered, so he'd gone to bed. So I went, went to wake him up throughout two minutes, and I said, you've got to come down, we're absolutely brilliant. And he came down. 
Oh, oh Tim, my downstairs bog's knackered by the way. <laughs> it's fixing, so can you send can you send him around? Send Elliot around, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Connolly, two strikes. So one rasping strike and uh, uh, that header, a glancing header, should have scored really. Yeah, definitely with the header, I think, shouldn't see. I think mm. the uh, that that just a slightly better connection and that was in the back of the net and it could have been oh so different. Mm. Oh it so didn't, different. Yeah. We've, we've does got get the in scoring positions, Conley, doesn't he? Probably Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, if you if you look at his look at his um attacking contribution from wherever he plays, he, he always seems to, to, to manage something. Um, I think he's good, he gets forward when he needs to. The, the problem is, again, we go back to the system, you know, effectively we're playing seven defensive players and it, it's always going to create problems. But we did we did start really well and Jerry looked lively and, um, you know. Should have got uh, a pen. Should have yeah. been a pen yeah, and a sending a off. Pen. pen and a sending off. Just wave He wasn't away, getting the balls last night, Jerry, was he? I've, um, I've completely done a U-turn on him last season. He was rubbish this season. He's, His, he work rate. His work rate yesterday was unreal. He's great. He's great. And that's why I was annoyed with him last season because the season before he was brilliant. And then last season, he obviously just didn't get on with Critch, did he? And it affected his game massively because he wasn't good last season. I don't care how many times Critch changed it. He was crap. This season, loads better. And he's great. And I felt sorry for him yesterday because he was trying and all the balls in, you know, the two he was half up against him, a six, fa- six foot half. five centre half and the yeah. chucking the high balls into him. He needs them to his feet, Jerry. And he was just he had no chance. And I felt sorry for him yesterday. We did we needed big gas yesterday, Mitch. Um Rotherham's opening goal. A, a typical Blackpool goal to, to concede. Uh He's slow Williams next to it. Yeah. I, I can't even remember it other than that it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally. I, I can't describe header. it other than that. Yeah, it was. It was the. It was a header. There was two headers, wasn't there? The ball came across. One of them, both unchallenged. Yeah, two yeah, unchallenged yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it was just rubbish. Crap! There's just crap defending. Say, yeah. We do, we do see, and it, it, it's I particularly noticed it this season. And I, I don't think the goal came from a corner, did it? But I think it was just a cross. But mm. fuck, how many how many corners are we conceding oh. at the moment? It, I think somebody oh. said it's six a game, but it feels like double that. And it was me. It's actually five point seven something a game, and oh, we conceded. We don't need we don't need Sean anymore. We don't do we? We, we've, got, we, we've conceded the ninth most corners in the division. That's and not that, surprising that, the amount of times to pass back to bloody Grimmy, is it? I'm, I'm surprised it's that low because the, yeah. the perception you have in in the game is that we like I thought we'd concede. I thought we'd concede about six in the first is it, half. Is yeah. it is it because we are more defensively fragile that we're more anxious at each corner? Therefore, the corner is a bigger more. event. Yeah, and possibly because because I mean, psychosomatic is it? Well, say so, what you like. Say what you like about Critchley, but he could he could organise a defence, mm-hmm. and you know you, you you never you never really felt like all oh, right. We might you know we might get gubbed today. You thought well you know it might be a terrible game. That's that's there's no football played because we nullify the other team and we might lose one nil, but, but and, and until the right at the very end, when it fell apart, you never really went into a game ever thinking, yeah, this lot will batter us. Um, 
you know, and we, we, we kept clean sheets against so many of the big sides in, in last year, but there's not it, that. It, same was, it was always 4 4 2, Mitch, as well. Is, oh, it a case well. Of too many, is it a case of too many cocks? You know? No, I think it's a case of not enough spending. We've not replaced Keogh. We've lost, he was a key player last season. We've not replaced him. Bowler, I know we've got two on loan, but they're on loan for fuck's sake. What's going to happen in January or end of the season when they all go back? We're in, we're going to have like half a team. And that's why I don't blame Appleton and I don't big up Critch for that. It's a case of we've not replaced the players and that's not Appleton's fault. I feel like some of the players are trying the hardest, but he's not been given the money to spend. Well, I think I think that's definitely true, but I think it's also systemic because I think Critchley's whole point was you start from the back and you try not to lose the game first and then maybe you'll win it. Yeah. Whereas I think Appleton has a different let's go and win the game approach, maybe last night accepted. But but yeah, I mean I would agree that Keogh is an enormous loss and it is it, it it troubles me that, you know, when we look at who are the key players, they're not our players. And that's, Pro- that, yeah. that's problematic. We've got to get we've got to get hobby in Keo. Yeah. Can we? can we invite Appleton to a podcast so we can grill him? <laughs> Tim, well, go yeah. and go and boo him. Go and boo him in the stadium. Yeah, that's what we need to do that. is go up to boo him, then we'll get an audience. Uh Tim, you were very <laughs> critical about the substitutions. <laughs> it wasn't you doing the booing, was it, Leanne? No, I don't I've always gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gonna <laughs> Smith. No. Uh Tim, substitutions. Mm. Obviously you were you're going hard on Appleton as everyone was about not making a change at, at half time. First change has come on fifty seven minutes. Pervader hopped for, for Lavery. It wasn't the kind of change that we wanted. It was like for like. It didn't change the system and it didn't yeah, really have an effect. That was that that was it was it was incredibly frustrating because obviously when you've got Wright who, who who comes with lots of plaudits from Leicester and you've got Patino and we know what you know we've seen glimpses of what he can do then the obvious the obvious change I think to be fair I think Pavita was probably because he was fifty fifty in the first place wasn't he so I wonder whether he he would he'd, he'd run his course in the game anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't necessarily object to Lavery coming on, but what I did object to was the fact that we're still not changing the shape. We're still not actually addressing the underlying issue as to why we're playing the way we are doing. And that wasn't anything to do with Pavida or, or, or Lavery. It was the system. The system was just creaking at the bones, to say the least. We made uh, a further change after that, Patino coming on for Connolly, a bit more of an attacking intent, intent Mitch. Didn't work, did it? Um, no, and I didn't understand. I, did, did, I didn't understand either of the changes because, I mean, yeah, yeah, get Patino on the pitch by all means, but he of 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 all those creative players, he's the one that likes to sit deep and sort of run it from deep. And I, I had no idea why we didn't get more sort of more numbers in midfield and more attacking att- intent on there. Why, why did we leave the 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 centre back who was having another mare on, and and swap around the attacking players for basically kind of like for like I know I know, um, 
Patino and Connolly aren't like for like, but Patino does quite like to occupy that space in front of the defence. He likes to come deep, pick the ball up and move it forward, either with a long pass or, or moving. And it was like, get Carey on, get Williams on, get more yeah. players in that midfield zone, get more players up there. This, you just, there's still the same problem. Um, Patino can can play a beautiful ball, yeah, definitely. But you're still playing a beautiful ball quite a long way at a little lad. So I, I really didn't get the changes. And the only conclusion I could come to in terms of substitutes that was that would sort of explain Appleton is that actually some of them weren't fit. You know, that they're on the bench and they're not fit because I I, I didn't get why he hadn't made those checks. For the life of me, I can't understand why Carey wouldn't be fit to play 45 minutes. He's only been suspended. I you know? kept saying that to Paul. Brinkham. Well, if, you, if you've got two players who, who can do 45 minutes, well, now you've got five subs, you could play in 45 minutes each. You could actually yeah. justify yeah. doing that with the number of subs you've got. If you if you 100%. think Nad can do the full 90, you could say, right, well, you're playing the first half and you're playing the second half. We'll keep yeah. the same system, keep the same shape, and you hopefully keep the energy levels up. I'd blackmail them, me, though. I'd be like, right, but you can stay on for the second half if you play well. And if you don't, you could have to do it with my daughter every morning. I have to blackmail her with something. So I do it with the players. If you play well, you can stay on. If not, half-time, you're off. <laughs> we get Hobby. Up them, they? Hobby is captain and Leanna's team psychologist. And we're oh, sorry. without a doubt. I need my wife. <laughs> You could do the Calderwood role. You come in and just sort it all out. Oh, where's yeah, he? Need, where's you, he these days? You have days? managers like that in every job, though. You have the nice manager and you have the, the shit, not the shit it's manager. good cop, bad cop. That, yes, but it's like bad cop. They come into work. They're horrible. Everyone hates them, but they get the fucking job done. Uh. <laughs> and then they fuck off after three months. That'd be me. Absolutely. All, we need, all, the, all the board needs to do is just play with Pinot Grigio. I don't drink in... Pino, I drink Favion, darling. Okay. Um, <laughs> play with a bit of white wine and and um, and send it to the dressing room at half time and job done. I need a bit though, because then I'd fall asleep. <laughs> We've seen that. And it's not because I'm a lightweight. My daughter was up at half past three this morning. Ooh. Half three. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, football, anyway. <laughs> Where did we go? I was just... uh, they scored twice in the last 10 minutes. It was That was complete... disgusting. Yeah, it was, yeah. It wasn't against them enough play. It was coming, wasn't it? And it was no surprise. And they popped those two in. Grimmy, Grimmy's first fault he's ever made for us, I thought. That third. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When you've got shit defenders, what can you do? Mm. Oh, Can't beat them, join them. I don't know if you're familiar with the site Who Scored, which I don't want to. I don't want to give away where I've been getting these statistical nuggets from. But I think what sums up the thing very well is it says match summary: Rotherham strengths, and it has four strengths listed. Weaknesses it has two weaknesses: Blackpool strengths, and it just says in italics brackets: team had no significant strengths, and there's nothing written <laughs> at all. Other than that, which I think sums up that game, and I've never, I've literally never seen that when I've gone on this site. It always says something like, you know, something really dull, like played quality angled passes into the far third of the pitch or something, because it's just an algorithm producing it. But even the computer couldn't find anything <laughs> positive to say about that performance. I'm quite upset. They didn't even find Eggy P on there. To be fair. Well, it never picks out an individual. It always just comments. It's like it, right, okay. it, it always just works out from the stats. And How many? The, the what, was our, um, what's, what was what's our weaknesses? Um, <laughs> well, apparently our weaknesses were what poor time? at finishing, but really it should have just said shite. Is this if Sean was an AI bot? This is the Ooh. sort of things it had come out with. Sean bot. <laughs> Sean bot. Love it. Right, let's move on to the drum roll. Player rating section. Ooh, what we a thought, bring it back. We took, we took the executive decision that it was boring and tedious, but how wrong we quite, were. That's quite polite, that really, John, isn't it? Yeah. Boring yeah. and tedious. And what a thrill it will be to do on this night of all nights. <laughs> you asked for it, you got it. Exactly. Put a poll out. The other wants it back, so let's let's go from one to eleven. Starting from the top, Tim, you can have Grimmy. One mistake. Apart from that, was he solid? Uh, yeah, yeah. Without being spectacular, I think we've seen spe- spent plenty of spectacular saves from that. But I, I won't be too harsh on that shot. I mean, the actual first shot was saved reasonably well, wasn't it? And the, re- the reality was, it's because they reacted quicker that that led to the follow-up finish wasn't it so shit depends um, as leanne said yeah yeah i think i think i don't really blame him for that um i think it's um a steady eddie six i think oh you're not using the fprs system for the reintroduction of the no well, i may do at some point you know it's that you know don't want to rush in with these things <laughs> uh right mitch you can have uh jordan gabriel um mm... Five plus. I need to say more, don't I? To make Leanne wanted um, mate, Let's give Leanne Gabriel because she okay. sort of thought he played well. She's I didn't know that. Can we can we bear in mind? Right, I'm a, like I like Grimmy. He's my favorite, one of my favorite players. As is Gabriel. But last night, none of them deserved anything over five. If he's out of ten, then they're all on twos and threes. I'm sorry, we were absolutely shite. So. If you've just given Grimmy a six, he really wasn't that bad, was he? I don't. I don't. This is the fundamental flaw in the rating section of the show. We'll be here. 
That's, that's, like, that's like me and Grim. Well, Gabriel played played a bit better than Grim, even though they're completely Ooh. like different positions. So it's like me going, "Oh yeah, Gabriel seven, but then seven out of ten, really." This is why I think sometimes it's a bit too kind. Gabriel, for me, last night played all right. Although I've seen on Twitter people didn't think he did. I'd personally, if he's out of ten and we're going to be like that, I'd give him a four. But then the rest of the team, bar egg potato, would all get twos. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's so interesting. This section, we were crap. <laughs> well, we're so wrong. My cat, sorry. <laughs> um, right, Leanne, you've had Gabriel, Epiteta, uh, Mitch. I can't disagree with the, with the good gentleman in the background in a way. We could just give them all five and just sign off and we'll be done. Equiteta, I'm going to give him five plus because he, he, he had to put up with Williams next to him. I thought he did. I thought he did okay. I, I didn't. I know Leanne thought he was. He was. He was probably the pick of the bunch. I thought Thornley was the pick of the bunch defensively. Mm. Um, I didn't think he was, you know, he wasn't the problem, but I didn't think he was as imperious as he can be. And I think his, the point about his leadership, he needs to knock heads together. He needs to sort of, you know, go around and, and get in people's faces when things aren't going well. And he isn't doing that. And that's what, that's what the captain's there to do. So I'll give him, I'll give him a five with a plus for some of the good things he did, but I'm not going any higher than that. Right, Tim, you've got the best one. Reese Williams. Now I'm going to keep it real because uh, Leanne's uh, Leanne's scoring is I think too low, um, but I think Mitch yeah, just about sums it up. I don't think he he added much, if anything, to um, to the game, and his presence actually detracted elsewhere on the pitch. That's not his fault, um, but when we was playing five at the back, we left ourselves short in midfield. Um, it's a three, and that's the thing. That's the lowest score I've ever given anybody. That's fair. Yeah, that's, I, I agree with that, Tim. Uh, Jordan Thornley, Mitch. Been banging yeah, the drums so, for him. Slightly at fault for one of the, was it the first goal? Out, yeah, he, 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 met, he probably should have got closer and put more pressure on, on the lad from the first header. But I thought, apart from that, I thought he was very good. Um, he was dominant in the air. Um, interesting fact, Williams won. No headers. Thornley won six headers, which you know puts into perspective the the yeah. fact that he he no headers. Are you serious? I and mean, I'm serious there. Like I've literally got. I can. I can. I can. It's a Josh Bowler stat, that isn't it? Well, it, it, <laughs> and, you know, Bowler had all the strings to his bow. Yeah, I know he did. I was being facetious that. Yeah, I know you were, but it was it was kind of. Uh, bringing it up, play statistics very, 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 very quickly. Just quick comparison of Thornley and um, um, Williams. Aerials won Thornley six, Williams none. Defensive stats: Thornley four tackles, three interceptions, three clearances. Um, Williams two tackles, one interception, one clearance. You know, Thornley was Thornley was damning. proactive. Damning. Thornley was proactive. He was actually coming out and putting pressure on his man, and he was he was. He was clever. That that professional foul towards the end of the game was, you know, that was a that was a very good professional foul where he tripped the guy enough to make sure the guy fell over, but not enough to make sure that it wasn't, a, you know, a, a dangerous challenge. And that 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 was prevented. A, what would have been a, you know, it would have been four nil. 
in the end with that. Um, I thought Judd played well, so I'm going to give him a six, which is as far as I could possibly go mm. for a player mm. on, on that night. Um, and I thought he was man of the match for me. Yeah. Fair. Very fair. Um, Dom, Thompson, Leanne, I think as we've suggested on there, possibly his worst game for Blackpool. Or not. You say Leanne then? I did. Yep. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was. I thought you were going to, you not picking any scores for anybody. I don't do it. No, I just organise. Okay. Um, Thompson, yeah. <laughs> I think, I didn't know that, sorry. Um <laughs> He's hit and miss, Thompson, and he? Some games he's great, some games he's not. I don't think he was that bad last night, but then I don't think he was that good. So I'm trying to keep into the swing of what we're scoring people here. I'd give him probably a four. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Colm Conley, Tim? Yeah, not one of his better games, was it? Um, but I, I don't think he was one of the worst players out there. I think he was a little bit unlucky to get hooked first to be fair, you know, again, I think we go back to the structure thing. Um, I mm. think it's a, it's a five plus from me. And that's that's a quite a poor score for me. I don't normally score that low. Uh, Mitch, Kenny Dougal, we've not really mm. talked much about Kenny, have we? And um, he was a, a kind of a big talking point across the fan base. Oh, yeah, oh, super Kenny Dougal. He actually gives the ball away with quite a lot of regularity when you look at it. Um, Dougs, I'd give him a five. I didn't think it was his best game, but five. Five, you know, five, four plus five. I don't think he was the problem per se. I think the thing is about Dougal that you, you you'll get a limited range of things out of him. And if you put the right players around him, that limited range of things will be extremely useful in your team. But if you expect Dougal to run the game, I don't know how many million times I've said this on the pod. If you expect Dougal to run the game, then you're not going to get a good performance out of him because you're asking him to do things he wants. And as I've said, at least three other times, it's like trying to play Gary Medine on the wing. I think, Peter Dick, I think Peter Dixon thinks we should score them both twos and threes. But... Yeah, I, I agree with Pete, to be fair. I, for me, Dougal would have been a three. But you're asking off with a six. We can't, we, we, that, we've established the level. You know, if we, it's like, it's like, it's like really asking Marv to play on the left wing. It ain't going to work. You know, they're, they're basically oh, sorry, asking Is Dougal both. not a midfielder? He's a defensive midfielder. And when there's only two of them, they've got to push on. And it doesn't work. He's best played when he's best playing as the as we've spoken about as the as the water carrier who basically mops up behind two more advanced midfield players. That's how, that's his that's his game breaking up play and giving it to the people who can be more. He's crazy. had a lot of partners though, hasn't he? Let's be honest, and like we still haven't seen that. Oomph. Well, he's played some. He's played for me. Uh, uh, on more, on probably four or five games a season, uh, a very very reasonable standard. That's my I don't assessment think, of him. I, I don't think yesterday, yesterday was his worst, yeah. but it but it was uh, but it was always good at <laughs> his worst. Sweet, and I don't think yesterday was his worst as well. <laughs> I don't think it was, was a game of opinions. I know I it's think, strange. I don't think Dougal was horrendous last night. In in in. in Individually, I just thought that he just kept getting the ball and then there was absolutely nothing for him to do with the ball. Um, and he gave the ball away quite a lot, but it was 
a tr- it was just no out, no out, but no out balls. He's had no out balls, yeah. and he's under pressure because he's overrunning midfield. And so. he's not that's that he's not good enough to 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 be that player that gets the ball, with, you know, and turns and beats three players. You know, if you give the ball to Wes Houlihan in that situation, great. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna dribble through three people and play a beautiful ball. But if you ask Wes Houlihan to play a defensive midfield role, that's going to be a bit of a disaster. You know, if you ask Andy Morrison to kind of skip through a midfield and and beat three players and pop it in the top corner. He's not going to do it. He's going to crunch and oh, reduce I don't know. players. Probably all, you know. a few along the way. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. But, <laughs> but you, you need to play players as what they are. And Dougal was not played in the position. Connolly and Dougal in that formation together, without Medine making that make sense, then it, it's not going to work. That system works when you play Medine because he he can hold the ball up front and and add a degree of creativity up front and make time for people to. And I think it's wrong to slate Dougal and reduce him and everybody saying Dougal shite, Dougal shite because you know I could blame the manager, blame the manager. The system didn't work. Blame the manager for not recognizing that ultimately. But you know he he can. He can, all managers will make mistakes at some point. If he does it for the next four games in a row, then we can really get on his back and start yeah. questioning. But people make mistakes. That's when you start sharpening those knives. Right, uh, Tim. Jan Paveda. Jan. I was really, really excited when he came in with his little cameo Blackburn. And um, it's, it's just been okay for me ever since. I just don't. I, I've been. I, I was really, really excited when he started. I was expecting it. I was expecting more, and I, I, I keep expecting more. And, and the more might still come, because most certainly against that little thing at Blackbird, he looked like he had some of it in the box. So uh, um, five minus. Jazza Mitch uh, worked his socks off. Top. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's not a lot to fault with Jerry, is there? So uh, probably if we've gone with a six for, for Grimmy and Judd, I think Jerry probably deserves a six. I don't think he did much wrong, and I think he ran as hard and as much as a human could possibly run on a football pitch with very little joy. Um, so, yeah, we'll give him a six. Uh, Leon, just to see this section out, Corbino, I think someone described him once as his, his feet, his brain doesn't know what his feet are doing half the time. And I think that yeah, was I feel one like of those he's performances. sometimes than what he means to be. I like yeah. him, but I feel like he's better coming on as a sub. Um, what did you give Jerry six? Yeah, based on that. I'd have to give him a five then because I don't think he was that bad. I just don't think he was. He did, he did some all right bits. Someone's just said in the chat as well, how much did we miss Josh last night, Pete Dixon? I felt, I felt like, yeah, we had nobody. And I, I was trying not to. I kept trying, trying not to think about it, but I kept thinking, fucking hell, we've got nobody running at There was only Gabriel mm. doing it, but mm. so much because he was quite, I felt like he was quite limited. Um, yeah, massively, I feel like we missed Bowler. And with Cor- Corbinu, I don't know how you pronounce that, Corbinu, um, I like him. To be fair, I'd give him a five. I feel like he's better as a sub at the moment, but I do like him. He knows where the goal is, doesn't he? The thing is, just yes. if he gets in front of the goal, you've got a good chance of getting some out of it. But I, I compare, compare I just him think, to... I think last night's hard because they were all like... 
They were all just crap. When he runs at players, he's, he hasn't got the same conviction or penetration as Bowler had. Not no, because he, I feel like he's no, cool and, no. you know, I don't, I don't feel like he's the same kind of, they're, they're different players, aren't they? He's not in the same league as Bowler technically. That doesn't mean I don't like him. I do. I like, I loved, I loved the one bit where I sort of smiled last night was that run he did where he ran through and won the corner. And then after it, he flicked it up and sort of cushioned it on his head and just smiled yeah. to himself. And then it was just like, that was lovely. But yeah. he's not in the same league technically no. as Bowler. He's so. Um, on our, on the player picker app that we're going to use to create, uh, sorry, to pick out the Millwall team in a minute. There's actually a tear formed in my eye almost as I was deleting Josh Bowler. And then they brought on uh, fake Mark Bowler, who turned out not to actually be Mark Bowler, but even though he had the same... What was this fake Mark Bowler? Well, it was, it was another lad called Bowler who played left-back. Oh, it really? It spelled differently, of, yeah. Yeah, and right. uh, but then it just meant, as we were 3-0 down, the commentator was going, Bowler, yeah. Oh, uh, I know it's that. Like, oh, it's like a piss off. Yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> right, someone, uh, Chris, Chris Shaw's just asked in the comments. Manager score. Let's bring that as well. Back manager rating. Tim, bit harsh on Happy to uh, uh, bring this section back after this. Yeah, game. it's not. We'd it'd have had plenty of good scores in other weeks, mm. but he isn't getting one today. Uh, is that because they wouldn't let him spend any money? Or because no, it's because like it's because the he, best of what he's no, got. No, a manager, a manager has to make the best of what he's got. Um, so, bearing in mind the tools at his disposal, the obvious thing to do at half time for anybody was to change the shape, and we didn't, and we didn't change it. I don't think until the eighty second minute, and that's unforgivable. It's earlier than eighty second minute, we didn't change the shape till then. Oh, sorry. I thought you said a personnel. Player, we like, changed the personnel, but we didn't change the shape. Right. Okay. We kept two in midfield. Um, so it's a three for me, unfortunately. I thought it was tr- tragic that we didn't change that at half time because I think we'd have got a result. Mm. Mitch, considering we've been so um, free and easy in our dishing out of the plaudits for Appleton and changing it when it needed to be changed, it was just bizarre that he didn't do it in this game when it was blatantly obvious to everyone watching that it had to be changed and he didn't do it. I gave Critchley a one once and I'm struggling to work out why I would give Appleton higher. He definitely loses marks for wearing the body warmer and to be honest, we've managed an hour and eight minutes without pointing out the That's obvious. That's why we've part. lost. That's why we've lost and gone shit. He's worn the body warmer. He says it every week to be fair. Whenever we're crap, it goes, it's the body warmer. Well, it is the body warmer. He, he wore the. I can't remember what the other game. He's only worn it twice, and we've been we've and been we really lost boring time both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the body warmer. So that was a stupid decision. Um, I thought we were okay for the first. I could see for the first fifteen minutes. Like, had we scored first, that might have been quite a different game because it sort of, and we nearly did. I don't think it is as bad as the performance I gave Critchley a one for, which was one of those, I think, one of those League One games where it just looked like Critch hadn't even bothered to think about how he might attack. So I'm going to give him a one, a, a, a two. FPR asset, one plus. 
Two one minus. Plus, yeah, one, two minus, two minus. Two minus. I don't know why I'm giving him any marks. But Come on, you get you gave Williams minus. a three. Yeah, but he's 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 he's, he's been told what to, he can't influence the game in the same way Appleton can. Mm. And Appleton no, keeps putting in there. He's done, Lan, he's done it every other game. Every other game he's made. I mean, listen, we've been giving him plaudits. Making the best of what he's got. But no, he's he, didn't. he 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 didn't. I know. I'm trying to stick up for him. I know. But just give him a break. <laughs> well, no, we are, we've given him loads of breaks in here. It, it, listen, any other week, he'd have been on eights, nine, yeah. seven. It's just it's just unfortunate timing for him that we're really introducing the I know. I feel sorry for him. And fundamentally, this is why I'm uncomfortable with the rating section because it reduces everything to a number and we end up going, Michael Appleton's a two and and actually that's a very reductive thing. But if that's what the public wants, that's what the public gets. Right, Leanne, your turn. Give him a five if you... Give him a ten. No, I'm not. I'm going to give him a three and a half. FPRS translation, Tim. Three and a half. Mm. It's just slightly better than crap, isn't it? No. Use your own system. How does that score translate in your own system? Well, what do you mean? How does it score? How does it translate? Is it a plus? Yeah. Three plus. Thank you, Matthew. She said three minus. I did it. She did. Christ. I was I was must have been distracted by the comments. <laughs> Hashtag thicko. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to news. We said we'd only be doing forty-five minutes, didn't we, <laughs> Mitch? And yeah. uh, on the chat, the hands yawning. So we're back. I'm not. I've got a cramp in my foot. I was going. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> Right, let's um, let's go back to last weekend uh, and just briefly discuss. Obviously, very sad with what happened to the Queen. Um, the complete blanket ban of football by the FA when every other sport went ahead uh, irked me. Uh, that's you putting it mildly, uh, mm. particularly with grassroots being told they can't play. And one particular thing that annoyed me was the fact that we haven't been given the opportunity to um, come together as a community, go to Bloomfield Road, pay our respects to the Queen in our own way. I think it would have been a a brilliant tribute for us all to come together um, in our communities, sporting Blackpool, our grassroots teams, um, denied by the, the FA, and it really pissed me off that. It was, it was a stupid reaction, um, and I think the problem is once they've made it, they've got to stick with it, haven't they? But, you, you, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm no great Rangers fan from the point of view of all the sectarian rubbish. But you saw last night, I mean, the, the UEFA said, you're not, you're not allowed to play the national anthem. Um, and they just stuck two fingers up at it and, and did I loved, yeah, I uh, a fantastic um, uh, uh, pictorial display on the main terrace of, of the Queen and the and the Union Jack, and then then gave a, a you know an impeccable minute silence and a rousing rendition of God Save the King and didn't affect Naples, Napoli, and um, and, and they who participated, and it was absolutely fantastic. And 
and you know, maybe we, might, we maybe we wouldn't quite have gone that far ourselves. I, I don't know whether we would or we wouldn't, but um, we've not been given the opportunity. And you know, even like even like last uh, tonight, wasn't it? Uh, was it last night? Uh, Salzburg at um, Chelsea have, have failed a lovely banner, uh, saying uh, you know, which was uh, sort of very fitting. And, and yeah, and it just felt wrong. I just we, you sort of like sat there on a Saturday twiddling your thumbs. The pubs are open, the shops are open, rugby's played, cricket's played, racing's on, and football's. Yeah. Do, do you know? I, I'll be honest, and I said, I'm not, I'm, this isn't a, a Liverpool slagfest, but I think part of the reason the the Premier League pulled it was because they were concerned about how Liverpool fans were going to react and how it might appear, and then I think it yeah. snowballs from there. I think that's was... really weak, though, because, look, this is what we're talking about. Whatever we feel about royal royalty, monarchy, state, and all of that, is we're talking about the, the, the might of the state and the head of state versus, you know, about 20 scousers booing or something, you know? Like, like what are they scared of, you know? So what if some Liverpool fans boo or chant for a bit, you know, what... So what? That's vastly outnumbered by the fact that literally 99.999999% of everybody else is respectful of the occasion. Why why are they so scared? And it's again... I agree with that. I do think it was to do with policing, though, as well. I think they just shit themselves. We're not going to be able to manage this. I would have personally loved it. Going to the game and everybody having the minute silence and singing the national anthem after mm-hmm. it, the whole country would have done it. It would have been the same time. And I kind of thought, oh, that's really nice. But then when they cancelled it and then they kept rugby and cricket on, didn't they, or something, I was like, oh. Yep. Well, um, <laughs> Harry said in the chat, racing wasn't on, but they, 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 all they did was racing was postpone it a day and did it on the Sunday. But obviously the, the Premier League called off Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Yeah, and Friday. Yeah, and well, Friday. The cricket, I don't, I don't think, you know, I think it's an, it's a, it's a massive mystery to people that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably. The people watch it. You know, well, I don't think it's a massive mystery to people that, that, you know, my politics are not exactly, um, traditionally conservative, but that's not really the point. I put the cricket on in the morning and it was absolutely bob on that, that cricket. Yeah. The, you know, the national, it was absolutely bob on because whatever you view this as, it's a moment in history, this. It's really, really is a moment in history. And, you know, however you view the royal family, the Queen absolutely worked her backside off and and, and everybody respects her. And, yeah. and death is something that affects all of us. You know, it, I, I ended up writing about a 4,000-word blog about my bloody grandma because it made me think about that. Yeah. I was talking to one of my mates who her, her dad died, um, sort of, and her dad was from the same – um, era and age as the Queen and she was saying oh I've been talking and thinking about me dad loads this you know everybody it means something to everybody it isn't just about the pageantry and the state it means something to everybody and we've all been denied that opportunity to kind of live through history because you know what mm. I did I went to home fucking bargains and did you know just pop round town and did a load of things it wasn't like it wasn't like everybody couldn't go to the football and then sort of went to mass or church or whatever it is that you're supposed to do because the rest of the yeah. world did, did you not have a day of reflection 
got packed off to go and do housework but it just just didn't make any sense that it was like oh look football's been all respectful but everything else is open like when i went into town in lancaster there was a band on in the town square and sort of it was like nothing had happened yeah there was there was middle-aged fat middle-aged men playing cricket actually where my son's football team plays and it was it was the kids first game of the season it, grassroots teams it was the opening game of the season Aww. and that would that would have been that they're all they're all gutted to miss that yeah that would have been another good event for them to all understand why we're we all in a circle having a minute silence or applauding and for the FA to do what they did, I just, it disgusted me. I, I remember doing. I remember doing it with Diana. I still remember the game now, where obviously Diana, the news came through that she died on the Sunday morning. We were playing at eleven o'clock, and and every every single football match had a minute silence that day. And 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 I remember that game. What was it now? Twenty five. What year did she ago. die? Twenty five years ago, years, something yeah. like that. And um, I remember that game now of all the games I played probably because of that. And I think you're right, John, I think the kids would remember it. I think we would all remember it. And, and I think it would have been a very, just like you can see up there, a very um, lasting and fitting tribute. All the images all around the country would have been tremendous to see. It's like um, history book stuff, isn't it? It's how we measure time in this in in our country. We talk about you know the Georgian era, um, we talk about the Victorian era, and and it was you know the day that the or that you know the sort of first events as the as the second Elizabethan era ended and and whatever it is the Charlesian or whatever it's called era began. And and that would be. And you were in home bargains. You were in home bargains. I was just kicking around the house in the afternoon, thinking, "Yeah, I'm I'm on my own. I'm not doing anything." And those social events would have been the photographs in the history books to to come. They'd have been the equivalent of, you know, the pictures at the end of the war where everyone was massed in Trafalgar Square. And and it, it wouldn't have been a picture of Bloomfield Road, but it might well have been a picture of, like, the one you've got in the background, perhaps. It might have, you know, those kind of pictures would have defined that's how the nation reacted but actually, probably the defining image will come from Lords and the cricket and the singing of that and and... And it's just a shame that we were excluded because, yet again, as football fans, we can't possibly be trusted to to behave ourselves. And let's get it right: the Queen was a. I don't. She wasn't the greatest football fan in the world, I don't think. But she was. She loved a sport, didn't she? So, um, I, I think you know, if she, I think if she'd been asked the question, if that that's theoretically possible, I don't think she'd have wanted all sport cancelled. Um, I think she'd rather see, and I still say we should be celebrating her life anyway, not mourning it. Because yeah, Jesus, if you get to ninety-six years old and you're still able to do your job two days before you you drop dead, then and you've got your marbles, um, happy days, isn't it? You know, did you see that cute picture of her as well, like two days before she died or the day before she died? Um, A photographer took it. She was like in in front of say a fireplace. It was massive. But, um, oh, bless her, she just looks so fragile and mm. so cute. Yeah. She looked just like me nan. When me nan sort of, me nan had the same thing where she sort of, she just looked exactly like me nan. And, and, and when I saw uh, that thing, like she'd got the blotched hands and I was like, a couple of days before, I was like, world. oh, yeah, I thought that. you know, it's exactly the same thing happened to me nan. And I just don't get this idea that it's, 
and people are entitled to that view, but I don't get the idea that it's respectful to cancel something that she, yeah. you know, I don't think she was a massive football fan, but clear she liked big events and big sporting events and, and sort of, you know, she was all up for that sort of thing. I don't get why it should be. If, if when me nan went, I'd have said I wasn't going to then do something out of respect. Me nan would have probably clipped me around the ear and went, don't yeah. be better, don't enjoy yourself. And I, and, and I, I like, I quite liked the queen because she seemed like that, you know? Mm. Anyway. Yeah. When we when we eventually get to do it, the moment's gone because yep. the funeral's on Monday, and the, the moment has gone. And well, I'll, I'll, we haven't got home game now until October. Three weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. ages, isn't it? First of October. Yeah. Oh, I did um, last night. Again. They did sing the national anthem, didn't they? And have a minute silence. Um. So I did join in that. Oh, it was weird as well singing the national anthem as um not God just God save the king, but there's another bit in it where it's um. Save it. I'm not going to sing it because send him victorious. Really jealous. Um, yeah, save his victory. Yeah, and as I was singing, I actually said it, but I was like, oh, that's weird. So it's a bit, um, but it is. It's like you know when <laughs> sound dead old now, but you know in like hundreds of years when people are doing history lessons at school, <laughs> it's um, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, we're we're, we're living in a. a a massive moment in time. Yeah, with coronavirus now this. Mm. It's like proper. We're gonna be one of them. The war. We are, we are good. We're gonna be it's gonna be one of those uh it's on the syllabus, isn't it? It's gonna be on the syllabus. Yeah. And if we're still alive then it'll be like, oh my god, this old dear Leanne, she's like ninety five and they'll be dragging you into the schools to talk about, talk about it we'll was say, this is Leanne. She lived through COVID. She was there on the turning of the Elizabethan age. And, and she hated fucking Canada. <laughs> this is the biggest thing. She saw Blackpool's number 14, Gary Medine. Yeah. That's the thing everyone will go, In the flash. The Gary yeah. Medine. The flash. And you'll say, yeah, the Gary Medine. And the Gary Medine. God rest <laughs> his soul. He's buried with Mitch Cook's left foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, together again. <laughs> You know, like Christ. Yeah, yeah but I do think the that, FA, I do think the, the FA, one of them. I just think they're an absolute disgrace for doing that, and it, I think we've been cheated by them. them doing right, that. I, think, I think particularly the kids' football. I do understand that there are policing considerations, um, you know, Don't and, cancel the kids, but there aren't for. Well, why? Why are the police? Why are the policing considerations? The Queen was at Balmoral still. Oh, this is where you can get political now, Timothy. No, no but she was at Balmoral. Why are the police shortages? Well, there's always police shortages, but they're no different than they normally and are. why is that? Uh, well, because of underfunding. And why is that? What, what, what we're trying to make out, I'm... Why would no, I? No, I'm just trying to say it. Just everything leads back to political, doesn't it? Yeah, but no, but but I don't think there was. But the point I'm trying to say is, I don't think there was police shortages on that weekend. Well, the, there the, might the, be this the, weekend. So my, I, I so my, my 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 thinking with this was, they did not. It was this all comes from the Premier League because the Premier League are the mm. puppet masters to the uh, F. Yeah. To, to the FA, the Premier League did not want their brand. Yeah. Damaging by Scouts. Liverpool fans. <laughs> it's not true. It's not ever. A small section of Liverpool fans doing yeah. what they do. Um, and that's what it all comes down. And ultimately, it all boils down to money. And 
us as football fans being the you know the low the lowest the of the low is. of the food chain. And Who, the who's ever heard of a a a what was it? What do they call it? A moments a moment of silence, not a minute silence, because that's what they did for the for the for the game against um, Ajax. They didn't call it. Is that right? A moment of silence. They didn't call it minute silence. They said it, it's a mo- it's a moment of reflection, a moment of silence, and it lasted twenty five seconds. I didn't know. And that. As soon as they started started, they blew the whistle and, and and got on with it because they can't keep the gobble short. Never have been able to. That's awful. Well, isn't the irony also that you know the, those clubs that made the decision, those sort of elite Premier League clubs that made the decision on the base of their brand identity, you know, they're making decisions about about the how we as as English or British football fans should pay our respects for the death of our our head of state, and yet they're all from anywhere else but Britain. You know, that's there's an irony in that, is there mm. not? You know, a delicious irony, if you will, mm. or or a, or a rather bitter irony, perhaps, John. Mm. <laughs> okay, we're on an hour and twenty six minutes. Have we got time to do Millwall? Um, Let's do the team really quickly. <laughs> Come on. I'll disconnect that. So we've got Millwall away uh, on Saturday. Obviously, it is going ahead, which was a... <laughs> Just put the team on. I, I need to, I need to pour myself really in a glass quickly. of wine for this. Well, I'm drawing this out because I can't share two screens at the same well, time. And I'm speaking I'm really slowly just so I can... Let's, while you're doing that, let's, let's just argue about what formation. Now it's on, it's on. Right, it's on. Mill all the way. Right, Not that formation. Goal. Change <laughs> the formation. Uh, formation. I think we should do 4 1 4. It's not on the list, Leanne. Sorry. <laughs> you haven't got enough players on there, have you? What's to say? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's off, off the edge of the page. Do you want me to get our heads off? Right, let's, yeah. let's not argue, Grimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Grimmy, move. Right, right back, Gabriel picks Gabriel. itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, let's do left back. Hobby. Or should we do, or should Hobby. We do left side? Hobby. Hobby. Thompson's uh, dropped, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. A bit harsh, but... It's not harsh, yeah. is it, when you shit? No, he only, he's only had one poor game. He's actually, I think, he's played he's not, right. He's not really, has he, to, Tim? That's like saying Dougal's just had one crap game. Well, he probably has only had one crap game. But we're not... Okay, Tim, we're not dropping... Right, not, children, let's stop fighting. Yeah. We're not <laughs> dropping Thompson because he's been crap. We're, drop, we're bringing in husband because he adds leadership and bite. There we go. There you go. Positive spin on it. Yes. Marvin um, Thornley. Yeah, Marvin Jordan Marv. Absolutely. Right, based on... Uh, the fitness of our midfield. Carey. I'll go Carey too. I'll go Carey. I would say in the eight role, but he's a seven here. But Carey, yep, I agree. Patino. I agree too, yeah. I'm going to be controversial and say Dougal. I'm going to say Connolly. I'm going to say Connolly. I'm with the majority, Connolly, even though he's a defender. Don't matter. Let's Literally. try him. He can play anywhere. Put him in and goal. And he's a leggy league one, don't he? So. <laughs> the, 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 
The former leggy League One donkey known as Callum Connolly. <laughs> Who we relegated to League Two once. <laughs> Up front, Yates. Yeah, Jez, when, when's Big Gaz back? I don't he's know, but I don't I think, think he's got he one is, more game, and, he, and he's not playing in a 4 3 3 anyway. Oh, so hang on. Yates, Corbin, Lavery. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hold your horses. We've got Perveda to consider here. Lavery. CJ. Perveda can come on. Yeah, I'm I'm going Lavs wide left because I think we missed that like tenacity. Right. He's not the greatest technical player, but he makes things happen by being in the face of defenders, and we didn't have that. Jerry picks himself, and I think probably is there any debate about Corbinou playing or no, not? Who else could play? Yeah, no, I think he deserves to go to the bench, Corbinou. Because who I've else? Been, I think Pavida's a really good option on the bench as well. Right, yeah, we missed I'll... right out. But again, like Pavida, bring them on when we're doing shit. <sighs> I'm not down with Corbino starting. Well, you're not. Who do you want? Yeah, who's the option? I want Jan. I'm, I'm not averse more, to Jan. He's more direct. Okay, but I'm happy for you to put him in. I'll vote no, but it's, this, this is a, it's not a, uh, a Putin-style autocracy. It's a d- democracy. I'm happy no, I'm, to bring Corbyn on as on a sub either. So, I'm, 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 I, I, I think Corbyn has the ability to change the game from the bench. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. I think I think he would. He's, and so I, I would definitely see him playing a part in the game, a, a significant part in the game. So Pavada makes the starting lineup, and Lavery. Are we agreed on the left? Yeah. How far is Beasley off being back? I mean, it's, I don't Jesus know. He broke. Didn't he not break his leg? And he broke he's his right. foot. He's um, like, it's between him and Stewart, who is, seems to manage to get selected for the Jamaican <laughs> side this week, even though he's he kicked it. the ball. I thought they were both out for ages. Well, to be fair, for what I think we heard, I think he was. He told them he was he wasn't fit, and they've picked him anyway. Um, probably stoned um, when they received the phone call. <laughs> if, if we played that team, to be fair, I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, it's decent. And then if they lost, they get the biggest bollocking known to man. So you're going down with your bottle of wine, Leanne, for half time? I wouldn't need the wine. I'd, my mouth would like, I'd go to town. Pervader you championship to players. What the hell? <sighs> What's everyone's gut feel then for Millwall? 3-0 three, three defeat. He's going to play Williams, isn't he? If he yeah. does... I'm going to join the Bison's bandwagon <laughs> by tweeting <laughs> hashtag Appleton out. No, you're not. That's not his fault if he's getting made to play him. He's not really, he can't be, surely. surely there must not. be some sort of deal on there where you could no, not got to be. I'm not having if that. we've signed up to a deal where we have to play a player who is previously untested, apart from six games for Swansea where he got sent back because he was shite, then whoever has made that deal has made a very, very, very bad deal. You sound surprised at that, considering how much money we spent in the window. Uh, the other thing, I've, I, don't, I saw it mentioned, I don't know if it's completely off kilt, but there was a suggestion that when Sterling was here last year, that if we didn't play him, we had to pay a higher contribution towards his wages than if he played. Seriously? And I, I, don't, I don't know whether it's true, but it, and, and there was a suggestion, what, could Reese Williams be on a similar type of deal where, because they want them to play, they'll say, right, well, if um, 
you know, we, you only pay five grand a week towards his wages if he plays every week. But if you're going to, you're not going to use him, then you pay more. I don't know whether they, I don't know those type of deals exist, but if they do, it, again, it starts to make more it can, yeah, sense yeah, as to why yeah. these players are playing. And it makes sense, Tim. Oh, I wouldn't make, be making them deals because to me, if you're getting someone on loan, one, they're on loan, they're clearly not that good for the club, so they're probably not that good. It's a rare one, isn't it, when you get them on loan and they're decent. I can probably name the last five, I can probably name five who have been on loan over the last 20 years who I thought, yeah, I'll have you. There's not many. Mm. Two, why would you commit to that? If the shit... Well, Who's this is not this DJ, is an opening. DJ Adam. <laughs> yeah, but DJ and Adam we bought, so that's different. They're not. No, we we them on loan totally, Those players are at totally different stages in the career. You know, like Charlie had played in the Champions League for Rangers. DJ had played for Cartman where he the all sorts of stuff. I loved him. And, and they were at totally different points in the career. So if you're taking those players on loan, you know, Dobby had, was at a different stage in his Seamus career. Seamus Coleman. And they were well, oh, Cole, Shady, Coleman was more. Coleman was more more like this this kind of level, but what we're doing if we if we if we're taking players with no experience and then saying, oh yeah, you've got to play them. That's 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 really poor because we know that Probably. players come out of academy. Oh right, yeah. right. Just a bit, a bit of silence. Uh, Michael Preston just put Alan Nixon reported on them a couple of times that these do, deals do exist. Yeah. So they want them as to play what, when they send them mean, out, don't sorry, they? So do they mean encourage you've got to play them. No, yeah. Not well, yeah. You have to play them. You, you have to pay more. You have, you have to, to pay, pay more. So um, we need Ben Mansford on this podcast to clarify or not that this I, is I the would, case. I would not be surprised if if that that's in there somewhere, and that's probably it's got to be because why would you keep playing him? He's fucking rubbish. And on that note, I'll play the outro music. Which of a just as, uh, as Leanne has just turned the airwaves blue. In a Napa style, we'll, we'll bid good yeah. day to everybody on the... Not a sea bomb at least, is it? No, at least it wasn't a sea bomb Oh, I so. never used that word, but I just... God. If we all you pay an extra quid? Ben if we all pay an extra quid, does it mean that we don't have to play him? <laughs> right, yeah, that. we'll all pay an extra quid as we go in. Uh, we'll chuck a quid in the buckets <laughs> to get rid of Reese Williams. Right, everybody, thanks for Train your input her. this evening. Um Everybody on the stream, thanks for joining. All my said is thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool. Just a quick reminder, everybody, before you head off, the Word Fest Festival featuring the Seasiders podcast first ever live show 8pm at the Winter Gardens it's going to be featuring ourselves doing a match reaction show post Watford game we're going to be joined by a friend of the pod Gary Taylor Fletcher Fletcher's going to be helping us review the Watford match and he's also going to be doing a um, a special Q&A about his time at the club all good and bad we've also signed up Raggy and Jez Smith who are going to be joining us on the stage to talk about some some of the funny stories and the you know the the, the emotion that went into what they went through um, under the uh, the boycott years when they were put under litigation by the Oysters and there's also going to be a and A Q&A at the end where every person who attends the show can ask a question 
and um, we'll address it on the, the stage. It can be directed to us, to GTF, to Jez, or to Raggy. Should be a great evening anyway. So please do consider coming. It's £12 or uh, eight, I think £7.50 if you're a patron. Go to the Winter, Bar, Winter Garden's website and you can book tickets on there or you can just show up on the, the door and pay, I believe. Afterwards, we're going to be going to the Galleon Bar and all having a few drinks. So you can have a big meet and greet. So it's going to be a, a great evening and um, we'd love to love to see you all there so please do come right we'll speak to you or see you on the next pod see you later away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.